player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Yay, Jace is here. <laughs> Were you not I'm expecting me to be here today. or something this week? Is it, <laughs> have you been secretly recording podcasts without me? And I don't know about it. Oh, don't say anything. Jono? <laughs> it's no, like, it's like a whole it. spin-off of Versus Player I haven't discovered yet. <laughs> Let's just ignore the, it's we'll like ignore player, the fact player that we versus podcast other. or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, where the versus, that's where the versus <laughs> comes into it, Jace. We're competing against you. You're competing, we can't yeah. beat you in anything else. Can't beat you in Warzone. You yep. in those, what was it? How many kills the other day? Anyway. Didn't you get 10, <laughs> 10 kills before the game even started, Joe? Yeah, but that was, that was the helicopter doing all the work. That was fun. And the power of yeah, PC, what? of course. Power of PC. Always first kill. It helps. <laughs> It also helps when all your targets are falling from the sky right where yes. you are. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you can all, all tell, we are still playing Warzone and we will still keep talking about it from time to time. At the moment, our current goal is to come first again in Plunder and in Mini Royale because we haven't done that. Hmm, I mean, quite. admittedly, I've never come first in normal Royale, but hey, Jace has. So. It's, the same, it's the same thing. Just quicker. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it feels good. Um, <laughs> so, actually, what have we been playing, guys? Like, is there anything that's been jumping up to you guys and you've really been enjoying the last couple of weeks? Uh, uh, go, Jace. Yeah, I wouldn't say enjoying. I've been playing it, though. Um, I, oh, I, Lord of the Rings, the walking simulator? <laughs> yeah, Lord might, of the as, Rings. might as well be, actually. To be honest with you, I always <laughs> thought that it was maybe like Iceland or something. Um, it's meant to be America, but it is a little bit more Middle Earthy, a little bit more New Zealand. Um, <laughs> uh, I, look, I I finished it finally. It took me fifty-one hours, and that was rushing it. Um, so this is Death Stranding, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, what else would it be? Um, and uh, and I finished it off. And there are, um, without spoiling too much, there are three credit sequences in the game. The game ends three times. Um, I would have been surprised if if Hardio hadn't put in at least three, there would have been a problem then. Yeah, yeah. like it, it, it honestly puts um, like Marvel movies to shame with how many like mid-credit sequences there are in this in this game. But um, <laughs> and, and, and one of the mid-credit sequences goes for like 35 minutes. So it's, um, it's, it's pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, end to end, it's about two, uh, two and a half hours um, of, a, of an ending for the game. And um, it was, yeah, it was an interesting moment just because at this point I was just like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm trying to understand it. Uh, and then they wrapped it up and there was just this moment of clarity where I was just like, oh my God, I get it. I understand what you're trying to do. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and you, you know what? snake appear? No, no, I saw the snake. He was probably hiding in a box somewhere and I missed him. But, um, <laughs> Mark's, but yeah, look, Mark's Konami on the side. You know? It could have been, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I... It, it, yeah, it was a hard game to get through at times. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Um, and at other times, I didn't at all. Um, I, can't, I can't really say anything without spoiling it. Can I ask, though, you're saying you can't say anything without spoiling it, but you also said it's such a confusing game. Like, if you gave us a summary of this game, yeah. with, like, would it spoil it? Like, what, what kind of goes on in it? Just, it's so weird from all the trailers and everything with the baby and the floating people and the footsteps and the 
guy with the giant backpack delivering parcels. Like you told us a bit about it last week, but like the Jason back of the box blurb, like what would you say about this game? Is it Neon Genesis? It's, it's oh, please not, say it is. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, no, look, I mean, it's, it's, it's about connection and it's about, um, it's about rebuilding society uh, and it's about getting, um, you know, getting real players uh, to sort of join you in this persistent world um, and, and help you get across rivers and ravines and uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, the traversal is really, really enjoyable and um, the physics in it are, are amazing. Just putting down a, something to repel sort of down the side of a cliff is, is incredible. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. I like, I can tell you what happens in the end and it may or may not make sense to you, but I, I don't know if I want to spoil it for people just because I don't know. It just came out on PC. Um, it's also my interpretation of it. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of people would say that it's wrong, but it seems right to me. Um, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> maybe. Um, I, I, I had an opportunity to speak to Roy about it because we both finished it the, the same day or maybe, maybe a day apart. Um, and I said, look, you know, I really want to talk about this ending. He's just like, what's there to say? And he blurted it out in like literally five minutes. I'm like, well, okay, that's how I saw it as well. It just felt a lot bigger than it really, really was. Um, but yeah. Do you find uh, out more about the bad guys? And is, is there a resolution to them invading? Like, because it's clear some sort of apocalypse has gone on and the world is ending or starting or who knows. This is, this is all I'm taking from trailers, right? I've seen nothing more than trailers. Uh, oh, well, let, let's put it some resolution. You know what, Joe? Are you actually going to play this? Yeah, I am for sure. And I, I don't think you need to like spoil it or anything. I just I can't. Like, I, can't like I, said, I can't say any more about it without spoiling yeah, it. No, okay. but, but fair I, enough. I just think, like Jono said, the trailers and the kind of hype behind the game. We we were fortunate. We got to see Hideo talk about this game at what is it RTX a couple of years ago, and um, was it RTX? Yeah, it was yeah. RTX. And um, yep. like what you've described about this game is really nothing what it kind of initially was showing to see, like to seem. It seemed to me like it was going to be a horror game. Like it doesn't sound at all like a horror game, but there are scary elements to it. Like There are definitely horror elements to it. Um, and there aren't really any villains. They may appear as though they're villains, but uh, it, it's, it's just not like that at all. Um, it, it's just it's just a world that's completely broken. Um, it's going through uh, an extinction event, um, and uh, people really can't go outside. If you basically, if you go outside, oh, so it's twenty twenty the simulator. I'm just going to say, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I saw the look on your face, and I had to beat you to it. <laughs> yeah, look, um, I mean, that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. Um, you know, you're living in a world where if you go outside and, and rain hits you, you age uh, dramatically. And, um, and, you know, there are, it happens to me every day. <laughs> there are people out there who, um, who aren't so susceptible to that. Uh, and, uh, and basically the world must keep going and, you know, people need supplies, people need pizza. Um, and, and that's, you're the guy for the job. Um, interestingly enough, there are mechanics in the game where you can just yell out randomly, like just, hello, is anybody out there? And all this sort of stuff. And I've just been waiting. I was waiting for the longest time for somebody to respond to me. It was just such an odd thing. It's like the equivalent of a whistle button in a, in a game, except nothing comes to you. Um, but you uh, respond? eventually, yeah. Yeah. People respond and they've, they've timed it's in true Hideo fashion. They've timed that button to, um, to be available to you in certain scenes where you wouldn't think that you would use it. 
Um, the, the beauty of the game is it doesn't really explain a whole lot. It's like, this is how you get from point A to point B, but it's about um, mapping out your path. You can see where other people have traveled to, a little bit like Dark Souls games, where occasionally you'll find a sign that says, you know, um, jump here, and then you jump there and you die. Um, or don't jump here, and hopefully they're not trying to, somebody's not trying to trick you. Um, but, you know, you, you see the paths that other people have crossed. Um, and you know what? I don't know how it works out. Maybe it's just sheer luck or maybe it's just how we're connected as people but when you need something it's there right at that moment and it's some a real player has left it there for you or a real player's journey has ended at that point and they just happen to have dropped off that motorbike at the right time or that sled at the right oh, wow. time or that that little device you can strap around your your um your waist and, and you can carry more parcels on it um there's a lot of really cool mechanics uh, i guess what i will say is that um that engine that it runs on, without without talking too much about the game itself and spoiling it, the, the engine that it runs on Decima is a truly incredible engine. It's it's the same thing that powers Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and it's uh, it's a it's a, a basically a baby um, uh, between Guerrilla Games and and Kojima Productions. They both worked on it together. Guerrilla have just as much involvement in Death Stranding as as Kojima Productions did, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but literally half of Konami um, followed Kojima. In, in, into this company. Uh, and That's really cool. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I understand why this has been made. Like, it, it's like he made it for himself. But, like, man, when you're that powerful in the games industry, um, why not? Like, and, uh. and you know what? Like, never in a million years would I have continued playing this game if I had have acquired it um, for free, if it had been on Game Pass, if it, whatever. The, literally, the thing that drove me to finishing this is it's, it's honestly one of the first games I've bought in so long because, because of Game Pass. And, yeah. you know, and I thought, you know what? I've just got a new PC. I've heard this thing runs like a dream, which is very rare for ports. Horizon Zero Dawn runs like absolute garbage. And, oh, really? And, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and this, this and Death Stranding is just beautiful in any setting. Like, it's, it's nuts how it's an achievement. Um, and, yeah. and I never would have continued with it. But I was like, man, I'm going to get my 60 bucks worth. Um, and I think and I you got your 60 bucks worth? Yeah. Cool. I definitely got something. I definitely got something in return, yeah. It's funny, I, I got my zero dollars worth when I went on Steam a while ago and they had a game called Walking Simulator 2020, which is like a joke on Death Stranding where you right. literally walk across, I think it's Antarctica, delivering parcels and it was, it was terrible, but it was a, a funny kind of little thing. But I, I, yeah, I, I hear think, what you're saying. I think for those people who look at it and go, this is just a walking simulator, I'm never going to play this, or if they just see it as that, um, then they're never going to enjoy it. There is definitely a lot there. Uh, I have no regrets in playing it. Um, in uh, another dimension, it could even be the best game that I've ever played, um, but only because it made me feel something that no other game ever made me feel before. This doesn't mean anything, but I cried at the end and I never do. And I don't know why. I, I actually feel, this isn't a joke, although you may laugh. I actually feel like I was like tortured into submission by the end of it. And then when I got this final scene, for whatever reason, it just hit me and I didn't know why. Um, it was a combination of the music and just what they let you. They, made, they broke the game down into its simplest form, which is walking in a straight line. And it broke me. Um, and I don't know why. Um, I think that's the mark of a good game, isn't yeah. it? P perhaps. I mean, it, I just, yeah, I just didn't think that I was going to... make you gonna... feel something. Yeah, to make you feel something like that, like whatever emotion it is, that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah really look, cool. I mean, Norman, Norman Reedus, uh, Sam Walker Bridges, whatever his name is in this, Sam Porter Bridges, 
And this is, is somebody who is devoid of emotion at the start and he learns to love by the end. And it sounds sappy, but um, just it just got me. Anyway, um, I, I'm so glad I got through it all and I uninstalled it the moment I finished it. Uh, wait a second. His name is Sam Porter Bridges? Correct. Jeez, uh, that's, and okay. I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> just, just to be just to be clear on this, there's um, also Heart Man, Dead Man, and Die Hard Man as three other is characters. This, is this a Mega Man? Die game? Ha- Sounds like it. Um, so Die Hard, Die, Die Hard Man, that's his name, uh, is um, uh, works for the president and he wears a mask. Uh, that's his that's his shtick. Uh, Heart a Bruce Man, Willis mask? No, Heart Man dies every 21 minutes and comes back to life. And Dead Man is a dead man. Yeah. Um, I've always yeah. liked the way Kojima names people. And um, yeah. name, names mean something in this. Um, but it doesn't really explain why your surname is Bridges. Um, even though Bridges is this... Well, I guess it does a little bit without spoiling it. But it's nothing special. Um, yeah, no, everything's a little on the nose with this game. And I'm fine with that. Um, it's well, fun you to know, say Die Hard Man. <laughs> yeah. And like, let's not forget, you know what medieval England was all about. Um, your family name was named after what profession you did. I so I think that's what they were going for there. Yeah. 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 Either that or they were placeholders and they're like, you know what? We've gone too far with this. We're just running with it now. That Maybe. was like, um, <laughs> uh, I, I heard a really funny one this week, which was in Bill and Ted, you know how they say station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, station. So supposedly the writers, when they were writing the movie, they, um, when they were fixing the edits, there was a part where it was something like leaves at station or something like that in, in the kind of um, commentary of the narrator or whatever it might be, the scene setting. And they deleted everything except for the word station. So it read something station and then they were drunk and they liked it and they left it in and it's just become this kind of thing that nerds <laughs> say. And it oh, came from absolutely nothing. There's, so there are a few of those that exist in like, movies in Hollywood. My absolute favorite one is um, for the Kevin Sorbo Hercules series, Xena, yeah. Warrior Princess, Kevin Sorbo with Hercules. Um, and Kevin Sorbo played uh, an evil version of Hercules. Uh, it was his like his brother or something like that. And it was basically the equivalent. It was, it was like um, a Bender from, um, from Futurama having his evil twin brother who had a goatee yep, with a little goatee. Yeah. Right? Anyway, in, in the script, there's this line where it says that he's going to be disappointed, but instead Kevin Sorbo believes that he's meant to yell out disappointed. And so there's just this amazing <laughs> scene that you can see on YouTube where he goes disappointed. And it's incredible. Um, and they left it in because it was just so amazing. Yeah. That was, you know That's brilliant. Those shows were awesome. We're, we're actually watching a show with the family. Anyone's got kids and wants to watch a nice kind of throwback to Xena, Hercules days. We're watching The Legend of Monkey season two on Netflix. It's, it's a nice, fun, family kind of silly show, but um, yeah, I won't say much more about it besides it's like those. That's cool. Fantastic. Joe, what are you playing? Um, I'm still going through Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, I'm actually, it's, it's really funny. Um, I'm, I'm just loving the kind of world of the game, the kind of characters, the design. I, I think if everyone's heard, if anyone's familiar with the game, the way that it kind of helps you progress in the story, it's kind of like about the color, the animals, you kind of follow a fox, you follow a bird, it takes you somewhere interesting, it'll take you to a new quest. Um, but what I've done is I've just basically gone all the way south and I am just moving my way up slowly, marking everything off the map, if, if it's a main quest, I'll do it then. But if the main quest now, I've got one right up in the north and I'm just 
in absolutely no rush to finish this game. I'm just enjoying going, um, you know, getting, um, helping overcome, uh, overturn like the Mongol um, territories. So we're, we're, we're getting, you know, getting Tsushima back for the people um, and I'm loving the standoffs. So I've, um, everyone who's, who plays this game has to try this at least once. So a little while ago, um, when I was like, you know, I was really into it, loving the standoff mode. So that's when you kind of go up to a group of enemies and you hold down the triangle button and then they'll kind of either fake you or they'll attack you. And as soon as they attack you, let go. And I think I spoke about that on the podcast before. But what I started to do was I started to stand up and hold my controller against my color, like side, like where the sword would be, holding down <laughs> the triangle button. And as soon as the character moves, I'll just throw my arm up in the air and then the other one will come in and I'll throw it again and hit the next button and kind of take three people out. You look like a fool, I'm sure, but I felt really, it was really fun. That, was just that honestly brought back a weird memory that I hadn't thought about in a really long time. When Final Fantasy VII came out, um, for one of my birthdays, I got wireless controllers for the PS1. They were third-party wireless controller. Wow. I don't yep. know what the brand was. They ran on AAA batteries and you plugged in something into the front of it that looked like a memory card, but it was like yep. a receiver, right? It had a little infrared thing on it. it plugged into both Logitech? ports. Uh, I don't, I couldn't tell Mad you. I just cats. got it and it was, I don't think it was either of those brands. It's like a brand <laughs> we've never heard of and probably will never hear of again. I only had it for a week because every time <laughs> that Cloud Strife used to do the and spin the sword, I'd get up and try and spin the controller, which you can't really do. And I launched this thing in a wall and it was gone. Um, so I, I, thank you for, for reminding me of that terrible memory. Yeah, I haven't launched it into a wall yet. I'm a bit scared about the TV, but no, it's, um, it's, a, it's, you know, it's fun doing silly things like that with games. Eh? I've heard you spend every 20 minutes looking for either a, a yellow bird or a fox. Is that true? me personally or when you play the game because whenever you're <laughs> going around the game and you see a bird or a fox it doesn't matter what's going on you just got to follow it it's right. it's it's kind of like the way it goes the foxes i don't find as interesting as the birds like the birds because the fox just takes you to a fox shrine but right. um yeah it, it's really cool and another thing like i was saying about like there is a really cool story in the game and the characters are really interesting um and i've kind of developed a bit of a posse of people who are supporting me to kind of you know, take back the kind of town and everything, but um, the, the, the area, but just kind of, but one of the things you can do is you can bow. So you can pull down and just bow. And every now and then you'll bow at a character or you'll bow at like a, a shrine or whatever it might be. And there'll just be a little, little bit of an extra something will happen. Like there'll be some, your character will say something or someone else will say something back to you. And it, it just adds yeah. a little bit of style to the game. And I'm bowing all the time. I'm sheathing my sword all the time. And, you know, the style is, is there. And I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm in love with the kind of style of this game in a big way now. So, um, yeah, it's cool. And I've unlocked all the stances. So um, I now have one stance to take on sword guys, one for um, shields, one for spikes, and one for brutes, I think they're called, or something like that. And, and it's really quick and easy to change through them. And then I've just unlocked a couple nights ago this like uber killer mode where the screen goes red and black and white and you just, just blood is going everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and you take on about four people at once. So very cool, very stylish game. Um, yeah, I think they've kind of outdone themselves with this. It, it, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's where I've been at. And just right now on the computer, I've just, um, yesterday, Flight Simulator came out very different kind of kettle of fish. And we, we, yeah. we've been playing lots of games with planes where we've been jumping out in Warzone. But um, here it's, it's, 
you know, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but it is a really impressive game. It took a very long time to load the first time we played it. And I did the, what was it, 200 and something gigabyte install. Yeah, it's it insane. On, and then, the, then there was a 90 gigabyte um, update, which is enough, Jeez. you know, so they, there you go. And um, we took, yeah, about, I don't know, it was about five or six minutes to actually get to the game. I was playing with the girls this afternoon, my girls. And um, yeah, we started at, at Sydney Airport, followed the main roads towards our place, got just over where, right near our place, there's a golf course. So we're like, all right, yep, we're in the area. And then, of course, as you do, I, got, I flew too low and I got stuck in the house. So, and then I was like probably a kilometre or so from my house. So I haven't been uh. home yet. But um, right now, it is on. I've just got an autopilot. And, man, like, it's a bit scary. Like, it is just pitch black. You can, can't even see the outline of the plane. If you go to the cockpit mode, you just see the three screens and just blackness everywhere. It kind of makes me think I don't ever want to get in an aeroplane again because it's, it's, if, it's all relying on the electronics. You can't see. Well, why even have a window? I don't understand. It, but <laughs> you, you've played a bit too, Jace, right? I have. I, like, I, in the last two years, I've flown more than I've probably flown in my entire life. And, um, in real just, life. In real life. <laughs> and, well, yeah, I'm, I haven't got into flight simulators um, since this one. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I, I've, I've developed a fear of flying, first of all, and I'm not going to get into, like, why that is. But every time I get on a I'm plane, I'm, ter- I'm terrified now, and I never used to be. Um, but the, like, I'm wondering what flight simulator is for me. Like, I mean, I've just gone through a walking simulator, sure. And and now we're going to go through a flying simulator, but I mean, how much is there to do, you know, from, from what I understand and not to, not to insult any pilots out there, but the hard part is taking off and landing and everything else is autopilot. Um, and I'm just curious, like, what do you actually do in it? Do you just fly around? Do you get enjoyment from that as somebody who isn't into aviation? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I I do with like I played Ace Combat religiously at the start of this year, Ace Combat Seven. Um, admittedly, I was you know blowing stuff up, so that's a bit different. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very yeah. different game. Yeah, it's like um, it's like yeah, comparing Death Stranding to Warzone or something like that. I think the you know you're you're walking in both, but yeah, the kind of action and the pacing is a bit different. This, but well, I'm on the flip side, in, sometimes the flying uh, was amazing. Like you know just flying through canyons or, you know, flying to a destination was, was huge. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's some similarities. I'd like to hear what you're saying about what it's like now, though. It, it is. It, I, I think it's a, it's a simulator. It's very realistic. So uh, it's yeah. just taken it from Sydney Airport. It's just going and just this plane has been going okay, in a straight like, line. Break it down, Joe, right? So you've taken off from Sydney Airport, which I imagine was a challenge in itself. No, I, well, when I first did it, I, I, start, I played the game the first time just on whatever normal mode it was. And it kept on saying, um, oh, what was it? Stalling, I think it was. <laughs> Whenever I would turn the plane and I'm like, what am I doing? And then it just <laughs> said, you crashed. But I didn't crash. I was in the air, but obviously I stalled the plane. So then I put yeah. it on e- easier mode and pretty much the whole time it was saying stalling, stalling, because I'm just wildly trying to fly low and seeing, you know, buildings and going, oh, yeah, there's that shopping centre, there's that, that football field, whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, like I said, like right now it is nighttime, so it's, it's obviously um, got a day-night cycle to, you know, real life. But I can change it, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I can change the weather. Um, but 
yeah, it's just it's just slowly flying over blackness. Like, but you're not doing wall. anything. It's just doing it by itself. I'm not doing anything. It's just doing it by and itself. And what, yeah. what are you getting out of this, right? Other than the fact that you're doing a podcast and you can you don't have to pay too much attention to it. What are you actually getting yeah. out of it? What do you feel? I just wanted to, I just wanted to see what happened. It is like a screensaver. So okay. it's kind of, you know, it's pretty. But I'm interested in taking off from different airports and yep. like flying over different cities. And what happens you know, when it, you crash? Nothing. You like don't see any sort of explosion, mode, nothing. On the easy mode, I literally was flying too low. I hit the ground, but my wheels were out and I just rolled around and I couldn't take off because I ran into a house. Okay, but if you <laughs> nosedive right now, is there no explosion? I don't, no, I don't think so. Right. I don't, sure I don't think that that would be dependent on the difficulty either. I think that it either is in the game or it isn't in the game. Well, then, I imagine then that no, people are probably just mod it. I think yeah, it's been yeah. a staple for Flight Simulator for... Here we go. I'm well, going down. 2000 at least. Right. I'm going straight down. You, you I, wouldn't. I, I brought this up uh, in one of the early, pod, early episodes that we did, but I have a friend, yeah. Jared, who um, is in a flight simulator. He's in a big, big way. Like he mods the game. He's part of this massive community and he's part of this like virtual Qantas um, where they yeah, do, I mentioning that. They do actual real flights, Sydney to Dubai and so on. Mm. And they take on real passengers. Well, sorry, they're not real passengers. They're virtual passengers, <laughs> but, but like yeah. they complete sort of like flights and they own a currency of sorts. I don't know if you can redeem them in Qantas club or something, but um, <laughs> it's just, it's interesting that how big the, you know, this community is such a big, big thing. And it's, it's very realistic. Um, they yeah. might as well be flying real planes. Yeah. What we My don't know is, is that, Oh, sorry, I was going to say that Qantas has replaced all their pilots with these armchair pilots and you are being flown electronically, but, you know. This, that would be horrifying. You know what it is? It's Ender's game right now. So we're actually, so I feel sorry for the people who are in my aeroplane because it's upside down in the middle of, the, of somewhere in Australia. Um, and I've just put on autopilot mode again and he's terrible, or he or she, this pilot can't take my plane off from being upside down. So I'm going to need to figure out how to restart it. But... Yeah, I, I'm not going to spend a whole heap of time with this game, but I, like I said, I'm just curious to kind of fly over some cities. It's an interesting time for a game like this when nobody's flying and now everybody can fly themselves just virtually. Um, yeah. Actually, I saw an Instagram today of uh, one of those dual pictures showing, you know, holidays in 2019 and it was like a, a nice plane flying somewhere tropical because it was a nice bright sunset. And then holidays in 2020 was um, the... Uh, the transport from Warzone flying over Verdansk. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and Animal Crossing as well and this. And, yeah, it's just been a year for it, hasn't it? Um, I'm going to take a different tact with um, the games I'm playing. I jumped into Game Pass. Oh, my God. And hey. um, decided to play some stuff I hadn't played to you know, try and get some Microsoft rewards. I tried Xeno Crisis. Yep. Have you guys had a go of that? I have, yeah. Joe? No, I don't think so. So it's basically know. Smash TV with a Aliens twist. It's also yeah, very difficult. It is very hard. I yes. find the, the fact that you run out of ammunition probably the, the hardest part of it. Um, yeah. But I, I, did, yeah. I did enjoy it. I loaded it up and I didn't expect to play it for as long as I did. So. Yeah. No, it's been good. I've actually been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I also tried out that Coffee Talk game. Yeah, what did you which, think of that? Yeah, I mean, actually... I'm. I'm kind of invested in how the story's playing out. Yeah. I don't know when I'll get back to it, but it's really quirky and I almost want to get um, M to play it because I think it's one of those games that, you know, for this time right now in 2020 where there's, you know, 
you've got very little human contact <laughs> depending on where you are. It's actually really interesting to get involved in the lives of other people. I also wish I was as rich as my character seems to be in the game because... Just owns a coffee shop says, for the sake of it. That he opens only at midnight because yep. he likes the customers that come in at that time and he doesn't need to make money. He doesn't. Yeah, that's... That's what I need. I, um, th- th- there's actually two coffee-themed games out at the moment. There's this one, which I'm pretty sure was made by an Australian company, but I could be wrong. But the other no, one definitely the other one. was ne- Necro Barista. Necro yeah. Barista, yeah. Which is in a in a fantasy version of uh, of Melbourne. Um, yes. And uh, yeah, that that's yeah. They're both is similar to one always, another. But is that one with always like dead people? Is that where the Necro comes from? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's something about you know helping souls move on. Yeah, with the the cool. last you know coffee shop. Oh, speaking of Australian games, did you guys hear the um, Untitled Goose Game news? <gasps> yes, multiplayer is coming. Yeah, so well, Ghost so of Tsushima is getting it, and yeah. then so is that. Yeah, that'll be cool. I think that'll be that, that'll be a fun addition to that game. I wonder what you're doing. Actually, speaking. Um, you, I've, I saw some short video on Instagram. It was two geese working together on a lot of the tasks. I think it's the same. It, it looked it looked like it was the normal game, just with two. Yeah, I think so. Um, but on that note, in terms of expansions, I bought not so long ago. I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast. Um, super hot. Uh, what is it? Mind control delete. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's been, it's been lots of fun. It's um, they keep refreshing you through the same levels, but you know, different arrangements and different ways to tackle it. And it's been really good and different abilities and the abilities are fun. I I think, I think the mind control delete is a better game than the first one, but it's only good because of the first game. Um, It's almost like the mode that you would want to unlock once you finished it. Yeah, exactly. And actually for most people, anyone who bought uh, super hot, what, you know, a year ago or, you know, up until um, probably the start of this month, got it for free, got mind control delete for free with it. Um, it was only if you got it through like games with gold or anything else that um, you wouldn't get a, a copy of mine, uh, mind control delete for free. So I paid for it. Right. So I got yeah super hot through gold. Unfortunately, it's still, it's still um, worth it though. Like I'm surprised that they oh, gave it to people. Totally for worth free. it. Hmm. Actually, I'm glad I gave them some money because I enjoyed the hell out of that game. So yeah. it's been good. Um, let's wrap it up with a little bit of new news because we seem to be ending this with new news. Um, I'm going to talk about something I'm really excited about because Nintendo had another one of their, what do they call it? Nindies? Nindies, yeah. Nindies, yeah. And uh, they announced that one of my favourite games that I couldn't stop talking about at the start of this year, Subnautica is coming to Switch along with its sequel, Below Zero. I, next year, but I, I'm excited for you. What I'm confused yeah. about is how it's going to run because on PC, no it idea. chugs. On Xbox, it really chugs. Yes. So, so I don't know how switch? you're going to get it on a Switch. <laughs> unless something... You know what? The only way they'd be able to pull this off is if they hire Panic Button, the, the magic people, to um, port it. Panic Button can yeah. turn any poorly optimized game into a gem. So um, yeah, maybe true. that's what they're going to do. Um, it's, it's exciting, though, and it feels like a great game to play on the Switch. Are you going to, you're going to get it, I assume? Um, I think so, because they still haven't announced when the Xbox version of Below Zero is coming. Right. And again, like Subnautica, I'd like to give them some money for it. So, like, I got so much fun out of Subnautica. So, I'll give it a go on Switch and see how it goes. Um, if it comes to Xbox, I think I'll get some a Blow Zero there. But you know what? We'll wait and see. Are you? I don't. I don't play my Switch anymore, and I'm I'm just waiting for Zelda Two. I'll call it that Breath of the Wild Two, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't play anymore, and I'm just curious. Are you still using your Switch? Are you playing anything on it? 
Yeah, I um I play Tetris ninety nine regularly. I think Joe, do you still do that? Yeah, I I, I got into Hearthstone again. I'm playing that at night because um yeah. yeah, I'm just I wanted something different. But yeah, I was up until probably like four weeks ago back on Tetris every night. But I'm still picking it up every now and then. Yeah. Did Did I see switch... you on Gems of War, Jono? You did. <laughs> so that's Puzzle <laughs> Quest, right? Yeah, I think so. Except yeah, it's except they're trying to take your money as well. Yeah, I, they, they haven't got any more money. Don't worry about that. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, it was in my quest to to complete four games I hadn't played before to get some Microsoft rewards, wow. and at first I was like, I don't think I'm going to play this much. And then I came back another time and went. Oh, I missed that whole mechanic. I can use powers. That's how they're beating me. All right. So I tried yeah. a bit more. And then I looked at it again today and went, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But um, no, it's been fun. I, so many games to play at the moment. I think it's been the hardest thing. I've even played some Halo Reach lately. I've been jumping in the Master Chief collection and playing uh, Firefight, which has been a lot of fun. Because um, there's a whole season pass thing in the um sorry the halo master chief collection where you unlock cosmetic changes for halo reach and halo one so far and then when they debut the next season it'll be more cosmetic changes for whatever other game in there um and that's been kind of interesting a a friend of mine is actually just embarking on the journey of he well all right so i sold my my xbox one s because i wasn't using it and i sold it to, to my friend and i said all you need is game pass go nuts as, as joe's and, and you have mentioned before and um and that's what he did he got game pass and he said he's going to try his son out on halo his son is i think four years old and his son is into it in a big way but he's learning just how to be able to move around with the the two sticks right um but like that kid's up for a big journey like if he he seems keen on just playing the same level over and over again and halo has always been amazing at that especially the last level of combat evolved um but yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's that's a big undertaking. It's it just mm. seems like no matter what sort of generation is playing it, it's it's very accessible sort of game. Anybody can yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, my son Agreed. has played through all of the Halo games probably at least two times, um, and he'll dabble in other games, but he often just goes back to what he likes, and it's often that and Roblox and Fortnite. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy to push him towards Halo again and again. Yeah. <laughs> Much better game. Yeah. Could not agree more. Well, on that note, I think that's been another fun podcast. Good to catch up with you guys again. I think some uh, Warzone is a calling for us. So on that note, this has been Versus Player. You can find us on versusplayer.com, Instagram, Facebook, and all the usual places that you like to consume podcasts. If you want some more of this goodness, well, listen out. We might be back next week. Hey, guess what? We're regular. And that's not fiber that we're talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Thanks, stopping and this right see you now. next time. <laughs> this is Player.